For small businesses in 2018, the signs and indicators are complex. Bankruptcies are up, but credit conditions have finally shifted for the better. Some remain battle-scarred and debt-averse from the Great Recession, yet others see this as a time to aggressively pursue growth. How can banks make sense of these signs and take advantage of the times? To find out, we'll talk with Gavin Harding, Senior Business Consultant with Experian. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. Come on in. Don't miss our immersive annual event, BAI Beacon, which takes place in Orlando, Florida, October 9th through 11th. It takes a team to transform an organization, and each team member has their own area of expertise that's critical to the effort. At BAI Beacon, you can find the topics most relevant to your individual role and regroup at the end of the day with fresh perspective and ideas. Save 50% when you register before May 31st. To find out more, visit BAIBeacon.com. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast. It is great to have you here with us. And today on the program, we have Gavin Harding, the Senior Business Consultant with Experian Decision Analytics Global Consulting Practice. For more than half of his career, Gavin held senior leadership positions with a large regional bank, gaining experience in commercial and small business strategy, SBA lending, credit and risk management and sales. Gavin, great to have you on the podcast today. Good to be here, Lou. Thank you for inviting me. Experian, in conjunction with Moody's Analytics, has this new report out, the Main Street Report, Your Window into Small Business Health. So are small businesses healthy right now? Small businesses are very healthy right now. When you think of a small business's performance, you think of it two ways. One is in terms of you know, revenue and overall health, and the other is in terms of access to credit, how they pay their bills. For our purposes today, we're thinking more about it from a lending banking perspective. From that perspective, bankruptcies are low and have been low for several quarters. Delinquencies are low and have been low for several quarters. So the fundamentals of small business are very robust, very strong. Small businesses are enjoying a great time. That doesn't mean, of course, that they're not without challenges. And I'm going to read a portion of the report. Bankruptcies continued to rise in the fourth quarter, making 2017 a full year in which bankruptcies increased every quarter. Taken alone, this isn't good news, but bankruptcies are coming off historical lows. Give us a little bit more insight as to what is going on here. Sure. So let's go back in time a little bit to the dreaded year 2008, when the world pretty much ended in financial terms. Massive turmoil. We tightened up credit. The whole industry worked through a series of losses. After a couple of years, those portfolios were pretty well cleared out. So what was left was decent, solid businesses with good fundamentals. And a lot of the weak players had been essentially weeded out of the market. So time goes on. Small businesses slowly start to invest, but they were very leery of taking on a lot of debt, but they had made it through the war. So those businesses had good credit performance. They were paying their bills. And that went on for several years. And for, I think it was 14 quarters, we saw that 
those small businesses continue to pay on time, continue to be good stewards. And then we get to 2017. And then what? So in 2017, there was a lot of change. There had been limited investment from small business for a long time. And there is only so long that you can wait to invest. There comes a point when equipment breaks, when you need to hire people. Businesses became more optimistic. Lenders, bankers, fintechs start to open up the credit box a little bit, broader standards. 14 quarters, we saw that those small businesses continued to pay on time, continued to be good stewards in terms of their investment, performance, very, very low bankruptcy levels. And then everybody starts to get a little optimistic, a little confident. Money starts to flow. We would expect that delinquencies would increase a little bit over time. We would expect that really low bankruptcy rate to increase. So my perspective on it is that while it is something we should keep an eye on, it's very much an indication of growth, of confidence, of enthusiasm and investment. What do you see as the most important context heading forward? The single most common question we have been asked over the last 18 to 24 months is, when is it going to turn? And of course, if we knew when it was going to turn, I would be a retired multi-billionaire. <laughs> so the best we can do is look for indications, right? And when we look for indications, we look for those on a macro level, unemployment. And as we approach and reach full employment, what does it do to wage growth? What does it do to access to human capital? And then we also look on it at a more micro level, which is, you know, within our portfolios, what are we seeing that's going to give us that hint? So if we start seeing instead of a gentle upward trend that we might think about in terms of a return to normality, if we start seeing, for instance, in our credit card portfolios for small businesses, those delinquencies spike. If we start to see those cards maxed out and delinquencies increase, that could be one of those very early signs. The other thing I just keep in mind is this. The industry, and when I say the industry, I'm thinking about finance over the last couple of years has transformed in many ways. We all need to have a digital presence. We need to engage customers when they want to communicate with us. And we need to do that with the products that they're looking for. And at the same time, as we deliver this in a very slick, quick way, we have to maintain good, solid, robust risk management. And at the same time, as we do all of that, we got to make sure the fraudsters are held at bay and we minimize identity fraud and other types of fraud. So the whole industry has accelerated. It's very much now about digital technology. Customers are looking for quick and ready access. That opens up all kinds of other risks for us. We're talking about integrated fraud risk. We are talking about you know advanced analytics on the portfolio. We are talking about operational risk. And you know, our favorite kind of risk regulatory risk as we work to comply with regulations that are new and still evolving and haven't been tested yet. So it really is the velocity and sophistication of the industry over the last couple of years has just accelerated beyond anything I think we could have imagined. 
I think the other consequence of this is clients sometimes getting jittery, getting nervous. And one of the things that you really specialize in is getting into those situations when things don't go as smoothly as a client might like and really offering some remediation, some help, keeping things calm and moving forward. Tell us a little bit about how you do that work because you do it so well. We have clients that have either been in business a long time or are relatively new to the space. And there's often a common feature. And the feature is that they have grown, many times grown rapidly. And what they had in place at the beginning was augmented and there was lots of other stuff bolted on. Prime example, banking client, regional bank, 67 separate systems and applications, none of which spoke to each other or connected. So you've got that rapid growth, you hit a certain kind of critical mass, and you have to make the decision. And the decision is, are you going to stop, assess, and identify a better way of doing things and address all of these legacy systems and reports and legacy data and routines and processes? So in many cases, working with clients, we're able to stand back because we're outside, right? We're outside. We know the industry. We've worked with a lot of clients, but because we aren't involved in those processes day to day, we can look at them with a cold eye. We can assess them objectively against some of what we've seen other successful clients do. And in many cases, take heavily manual paper-based processes and reports and decision-making and make it a lot more efficient. And by efficient, I don't mean, you know, automatic approvals. I don't mean artificial intelligence. I mean old-fashioned efficiency. So instead of doing something in 10 steps, can you do it in three? And when you take that analysis and you spread it across commercial lending, for example, or through small business lending, there are some real opportunities to transform the process, to transform the experience of the people that have to work within the process, and ultimately to improve turnaround and accuracy and the customer experience itself. Turnaround, accuracy. I would say this, the banks and financial institutions are very fortunate to have you on their side. Gavin, want to thank you for making the time to be on the podcast today. It was a real privilege. My pleasure. Thank you. Gavin Harding is a senior business consultant with Experian Decisions Analytics Global Consulting Practice. You can look for Gavin on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, bankruptcies are up for small businesses. In fact, for four consecutive quarters in 2017, according to the Experian report. But that deserves a long view. Post-recession, the small businesses that survived became very debt-averse while banks tightened up lending. For small and medium-sized businesses, 2017 also marked a turning point to address needs such as replacing worn-out equipment or hiring badly needed staff. Some businesses haven't made it, but it's nothing like the recession and its wave of doom. Number two, 
For small businesses in 2018, the news remains very positive. Fundamentals are strong. Full employment is here. But there will always be potential storm clouds to keep an eye on. One is credit card delinquency spikes, another moving too fast to address risks such as fraud. And number three, businesses that have experienced rapid growth often suffer from bolted on systems and unconnected applications. In this case, rapid growth means slowing down. It comes down to four steps, stop, assess, identify, and address. The end game, find and implement efficiencies. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the aha moment where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career. Now, sometimes before you climb a mountain, you've got to dig a hole. And here Gavin Harding recalls how a visit from a federal regulator taught him a humbling lesson that he carries with him to this day. Listen. So let me take you back to Philadelphia in 1999. Being young and educated, I was absolutely sure for a certainty that I knew pretty much everything I needed to know. And into that office walked a Federal Reserve auditor. He asked me a series of questions, which I immediately answered. And over the course of an hour, I dug a hole, maybe 20 feet wide by 30 feet deep, nice straight sides, and I climbed on down into it. It took seven weeks and hundreds of files to undo the damage I did with reacting, with feeling feeling that there had to be an answer, there had to be an answer now, with feeling that as an executive, I had to have the answers. So my lesson from that experience, and I keep it with me every day, and it is part of every interaction with clients, first pause and then clarify. So make room to think, understand that I didn't have to give an answer, understand that I'll get back to you was a much better answer than a whole series of statements that may or may not have been connected and were not thought out and were not researched. So I'm greatly appreciative to uh, the Federal Reserve for training me in 1999 in Philadelphia. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.